Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the lead pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. We spend these 25 minutes together every week telling you the stories of our church, interviewing our members and other friends of the ministry. We have two services at Harvest every Sunday, the first at 8.45 a.m., the second at 10.45 a.m. We have Japanese and Korean translation available during that 10.45 a.m. service. That's also when we live stream. You can find that at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. This week, Psalm 139, 13 to 18, fearfully and wonderfully made. Let's begin today's harvest time by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor. Hey, half a day, Chris. Psalm 139 is one of the key texts that describes uh, God's work uh, of the formation of our bodies even before we were born. And uh, the title that you mentioned comes right out of the text where it says, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works and that my soul knows right well. And so uh, I want we want to be encouraged by the word as it describes God's care for us and the fact that God's known uh, our everything about us from the very beginning and he has a plan for our lives. And so we'd invite you to come along and be part of our study in the Psalms here this uh, this Sunday at the services that Chris mentioned. And you will be warmly welcomed by our church family. And I think you'll feel the, the uh, warmth of the family fellowship and we'd love to have you join us. Well, I'm happy to have Vivian Gapeth with uh, us today on Harvest Time. First of all, welcome, Vivian. Thank you. It's good to be here. <laughs> Vivian has been part of Harvest since, I think, 2019, right? Yes, yeah. February of 2019. Okay. And uh, in- interesting story of, how, of really God's work in her life that I'm eager to have her share um, with those that are listening. I can remember right away, actually, when you started coming, well, I don't know how quickly you started coming to the discovery class that I was teaching. And I remember that, and Isaiah started coming along too. Was that pretty soon after you started attending? Yes, yes. Um, I think maybe a couple of weeks after, and we heard about the classes, and then um, I wanted to become a member. Yeah. And they said it was a requirement. And then also the Bible study classes that you offer Sunday mornings. Yeah. Uh, we started coming to that as well. Yeah, that was so great. And hearing, you know, your story and what God's done in your life. And I'm so thankful that you'd be willing to share it here today with us. But so let's back up a little bit. Well, maybe let's start here. Um, you're in the Navy. Tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about your Navy career, and then we'll back up on kind of your life story. Well, I've been in the Navy uh, since 2005, May. So that would be almost 18 years. Uh, this coming May would be 18 years. And then I'm trying to finish 20 years, and then God willing, go back to Yap and retire. Um, my first duty station was in Japan, and then after that, I served in San Diego on several ships, and then after that, I got transferred here and finishing up on the Frank Cable currently. Okay. Yeah, yeah very good. Um, and tell me about the career in the Navy. Is that, you know, how did that start? Is that, you know, what's that been like for you? Uh, I first started out as a means to an end. I had originally started college previously, and... Did that a little bit, wasn't able to really finish uh, due to, you know, financial reasons and whatever. We figured to join the Navy just for the GI Bill, mm. uh, my sister and I, and then use it as a stepping stone. But once we joined, we ended up liking it and then just kept re-enlisting and 
it's been a struggle throughout the years, but uh, overall, it's been a good experience. Yeah. I'm very proud to, to have done it. Yeah. yeah, in fact, I want to tell you, thank you for serving. Thank you. And uh, we're honored by you know your service f- uh, for the country and, and really your commitment there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mentioned that uh, that you said go back to Yap after retirement. So did you were you born there, grew up on Yap? What's- yes, I was born and raised in Yap, um, went to school and everything there. Uh, I left initially in my sophomore year of high school. Uh, I got sent to Maryland to live with an auntie along with my older sister just to have a better uh, opportunity to attend college afterwards. So technically, I've been away from Yap since I was 13. Okay. It's been yeah, a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is a long time. Yeah. Um, well, tell us about your you know, spiritual story. Uh, how did you grow up? You know, how did you meet Jesus? And, and what's, what's the story with that? Uh, well, Yap, you know, it's a predominantly Catholic island, so... Uh, like most Yappies, I was baptized as, as a baby, grew up in the Catholic Church, not so much practicing Catholics, but um, we were taught the stories of Jesus and all that. So I grew up thinking that I was a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you go to church on Christmas and Easter. So throughout my whole life, I thought I was a Christian. Um, throughout my my first college that I went to was actually a Catholic university, Samnad mm-hmm. University out in Honolulu. Okay. Which is a Catholic uh, university. Ironically, that's where I lost my faith in the Catholic Church. Mm. Uh, just some of the classes that we took, um, I guess, opened my eyes to the history of the Catholic Church. And uh, But from there, I never doubted that God existed, but I just thought, you know, he ha- he's busy in heaven. I'm just living my life. So he wasn't really a part of my life. You know, you only pray when you need something. Right. So looking back, I know now that I was never a Christian then. Um, that continued on until even when I joined the Navy. Uh, that was still my thinking I was a Christian when I knew I wasn't. And because I had learned a lot about the Bible growing up, I thought I, you know, I knew enough. Mm-hmm. Um, 2012, well, 2011, I lost uh, one of my uncles. And then from there, it just... You know, I was very angry at God and thinking because we had been praying as a family for right. my uncle's uh, recovery and survival, survival, excuse me. But um, he didn't make it. And then from there, I was very, so my relationship of, you know, just kind of being, um, ignoring God became more of me being very angry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went on deployment in 2012 on the Peleliu. And that's where, for some reason, everything just kept uh, bothering me. Uh, so I went to the chaplains on board, and they, I remember uh, one of their Bible studies, the chaplain asked why we were there. It was literally me and one other sailor. Mm. And he was like, oh, you know, welcome to the Bible study. Why are you guys here? And I'm like, oh, I want to see what um, the Bible can do for me. And he's like, oh, it's not about you. It's about Jesus. Mm. And I said, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I know it's about him, but what can he do for me? <laughs> so he said that three times. He said, it's not about you, it's about Jesus. And I remember we were kind of snickering and laughing like, yeah, yeah, we know that. But anyway, we ended up coming back because he was adamant that it's about Jesus. And if you wanted to know who he is, then that's why we were coming to the Bible study. That is so awesome. Yeah. Vivian. Wow, what a powerful, you know, short statement <laughs> that God used, yeah. right? Wow. So through the, um, the chaplains on board, uh, that particular chaplain started the Bible studies, and from there, little by little, he opened my eyes to 
actually reading the Bible and believing it that it was God's uh, word instead of just stories, which was my belief before. Mm-hmm. And then we went to another ship, and there were three um, Protestant chaplains, all different denominations, but they made the agreement that they were just going to preach Jesus. And so between the three of them, their services and their Bible studies, everything just kept becoming clearer and clearer that uh, I wasn't a Christian. Mm. And whereas the whole time I kept thinking I was. And I realized that, you know, my anger towards God was, um, it wasn't good. And I needed him because the sin was, my sin became more more prevalent that um, it was an issue. And it was only through those Bible studies that he was slowly opening my eyes. So long story short, by the time I finished that deployment, came back to San Diego, I was living out somewhere uh, close to, um, it was an hour away from San Diego is where I lived and I worked in San Diego. But it's a small town called Menifee in California. So I Googled the local churches because I wanted to continue to know more about the Lord. The first church that popped up was a very small Baptist church. Mm. It said First Baptist Church of Menifee. And I thought first meaning there's a second one down the street. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to that one. It was a very, it was like very small, you know, about 20, 30 people, a lot of elderly uh, people in there. But again, the pastor was very um, just following the Bible, mm. teaching through it. And that's where it became clear that I wanted to get baptized again. Mm. So I went and asked him what I needed to do. And of course, I've been baptized as a baby, but this would be my choice. And so I would think that's where, um, well, between that time on the deployment somewhere, I became a Christian. I can't really pinpoint where, but yeah. yeah. So from the time that you, you know, you said this 2011, 2012 to, the, to that time, how, how long did that, was that? Until that baptism. Oh, I got baptized in April of 2013. 2013, yeah. okay. So a year, year and a half, mm. something like that. And that was because of our schedule. We would sure. constantly go back out to see and come back. Yeah. yeah. I want to go back to something you said, which was interesting. And maybe you don't have an answer to this, but you said you, you were just studying the Bible, hearing about Jesus, and it became clear to you that you were not a Christian. How did, I mean, how did that become clear? I know you talked about your sin. What, what does that mean? Well, because before... Um, I knew him, he was God, but I didn't really, like I said, he is busy ruling the, the universe, right. and yeah. I'm just down here, you know, one of his many uh, creatures that he's created, but there's no relationship. Yeah. And I didn't really particularly care to have one. Uh, I just knew about him. I didn't doubt that he existed, but it just, you know, wasn't a factor in my life. Uh, but after that, I wanted to know him, wanted to have a relationship with him um and it seemed like i just wanted to know more like the more you're reading the more you want to know so um it became like um, yeah i couldn't explain it i just wanted to know more yeah yeah it was yeah it's so interesting to me i mean that story of it's kind of like god opening our eyes right is that what it felt like Mm -hmm. like you know you'd read the bible before you'd known about god and even, you know, some curiosity and, and just slowly, you know, the clarity comes. Yeah. And the, the Bible describes it that way, that the Holy Spirit is opening our eyes, giving us spiritual vision. I don't mean that like in a spooky way. It's just really 
removing the blinders that yes. helped that kept us from seeing how much God loved us yeah. and what his word meant for us. So it's really cool to hear that, you know, in in that perspective. And you also said it's interesting, Vivian, that um uh you know your sin became more prevalent. It just was that God was in the same time he's revealing himself. There really was an identification now of really what I've done. Explain that to me. Well again the um it was it was like a mind shift because yeah. the whereas before, you know, just like the presidents in Washington DC were here. Yeah. Both is true, but there's really no bearing on my daily life. Or, yeah. Um I don't know him personally, he doesn't know me. I mean, God knows us, but yeah. It's it wasn't important. So it's really hard to explain because yeah. even the Bible itself, I didn't believe it was true mm -hmm. to begin with. Um, so little by little, yeah, it just became uh, more apparent that it was true. And yeah, the one of the things that uh, was confusing was all this information that was uh, available. So uh, while I was trying to teach myself the Bible, you know, I would go on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And obviously there's a lot of teachers on there that are not <laughs> good. <laughs> So one of the few, the first ones that I fell for was uh, Joyce Meyer, mm. and you know I was listening to everything that she was. Uh, um, very positive know, message. Very right? positive. Yeah. We yeah. even went to her um, one of her conventions in Long Beach. Mm -hmm. It's like an hour drive from San Diego. Uh, but again, one day just out of uh, out of the blue, I couldn't stand listening to her. Mm. I just I couldn't. I physically couldn't stand. You know, my um, I was getting goosebumps and I was I felt sick, not sick, but like you, you know, you're like you don't mm -hmm. believe what this person is saying. And again, before that, I already knew that the Bible said females cannot teach, but I was like, oh, but she's a really good teacher. You know, I believe what she said that God has cho chosen her. Mm. So again, over time, um, something happened that I couldn't listen to her anymore. And then I was like, okay, I'm just going to stick to the Bible. Amen. And yeah. just stop researching all this, <laughs> all these other things. Um, so yeah, just studying the Bible again opened up my eyes that there's such a thing that sin. It's very important. It has to be dealt with, mm. and that was something that I never considered because, as a Catholic, you know, you just go confess, repeat, right? However many our fathers or whatever, and then you're good. So uh, you can keep doing the same thing. But that became very apparent that there's a reason why he died on the cross. Mm -hmm. And that reason is either very personal and very real or it's not. And um, if it's not, then why am I saying that he's God? Yeah. So that had to, I had to make a choice whether he was God or not. Because either he's lying or somebody's lying. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's really great and, and really interesting to see the process that God moved you through. In, in that in his drawing him to yourself mm -hmm. um you have a son an awesome kid you know isaiah how old's isaiah and 16 okay yeah. 16 and um i wanted to ask you about this because I, I know that a few years ago um you really took in some of your cousin's children can you just tell us a little bit of what happened with that yes that was uh, unfortunately one of my cousins passed away um March of 2020, right before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And she was young, just only a few years older than me. So it was very unexpected. And, you know, th their children, uh, my oldest niece, 
at the hospital when we went to see her, um, she said that if you take us home, could you not leave until there's an adult there? And I said, why? She said, because I don't feel safe. And I said, well, I'm not leaving you then. And that's kind of where it started. And mm -hmm. I just took them home with me. Mm -hmm. um, and they stayed with us the whole time. Uh, last year, I, as you know, I was deployed a few times. Uh, but in the meantime, Rose, my oldest niece, we were working on her papers to join the Navy. That was something that I knew her mom wanted for her before she had passed because we, we had discussed it. Mm -hmm. The plan was that, because the, the mom was uh, had a lot of health problems. So she had asked me to, once Rose graduated in May, uh, for me to help her join the Navy while she would take her two younger kids and go to Yap and live in Yap so she can get local medicine and so forth. But um, she didn't make it till May. Mm -hmm. She passed in March. So... But knowing her wishes, um, I was confident that Rose can, you know, when she says she still wanted to join the Navy, so I helped her join. And then the other two are now in Yap. Yeah. Yeah, well, I just think it's such a, you know, good demonstration of your heart, your love for your family, but I think even your love for God. You're a single mom and you're, you know, you got a career and a son that's growing and you just knew that these three kids needed, needed you too. Oh. And... I mean, we had some, it was a real struggle, mm -hmm. honestly. Um, we had a very tough couple of years, but, you know, uh, three teenagers and one almost teenager. But um, the Lord obviously provided. I, I do have support, you know, my brother, his family, my sister here, so, and my cousin, so. Um, you told a cool story about your house. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I... When I was when I first got here, I was renting. I rented for the first year. Then the second year, I was I was wanting to buy, because my plan was to stay here in Guam until I retired. Mm -hmm. That was my plan. <laughs> that was our plan too. That was our plan, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I had seen this beautiful house uh, online, and I really fell in love with it. And I was praying for it. And the real estate agent even took me there, uh, put down an offer. Came back, the offer was accepted, but we found some issues with the backyard of the house. And so we went back and forth with the seller. Then I walked away the first time. The second time, came back. Um, overall, finally got the house. And I had all these plans. Uh, that, that week that I got the keys, my plan was on, on Saturday. Uh, every room was going to be full with my family members. My dad was coming from Yap. My brother and his family was coming from Byron. He's also in the Navy. Uh, they were all going to be together that weekend. Unfortunately, my cousin passed on Wednesday. So I took the, the kids on Thursday uh, to the house. I got another cousin coming in on Friday. So sure enough, on Saturday, every room was full. <laughs> <laughs> but different people. Yeah. Yeah. And God had provided for that already, right? Yes. Provided the house that was needed for you to care. So looking back, he had provided everything. I was able to house and take care of the kids and all the support and then the church, of course. Um, so yeah, everything was in place. I just didn't know the plan <laughs> until I was in the plan. Yeah. I don't think I asked you earlier, you know, when you came back in 2019, how did you hear about Harvest? How did you end up here? That's another. Um, so the church that in Manifee, uh, Manifee Bibles, uh, Manifee Hills Bible Church, one of the, uh, a couple were stationed here in Guam. He's a Navy station here, 
uh, almost 20 years ago. Okay. So the old pastor that you, yeah, he, yeah. Was, he was the pastor at that time when my friend was here. Okay. So he recommended this church and he was like, yeah, when you go to Guam, go to Harvest. And then if you don't like it, you can, you know, find another church. So when we first got here, we didn't have a place. We're still staying at the hotel. But uh, I Googled the address, came up the first Sunday and I'm like, oh yeah, I like it. So we stayed here because my friend recommended it. So mm -hmm. that's how I heard about it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. Um, yeah, just meeting your family and how God's been working in your life. Um, spiritual growth can be challenging uh, sometimes. Anything in particular that you found to be helpful as you've tried to grow as a Christian? I think remembering that um, we are sinners and we constantly have to come to the Lord for forgiveness because at one point early on in my walk, I was getting very discouraged that um, I was expecting things to get better because I'm now a Christian. But it seemed to have gotten a lot harder mm. and a lot, yeah, a lot harder. Yeah. And so. Well I've, well, I've said before, you know, one of the things that's surprising sometimes for us is that, you know, you know, sometimes there's some struggles that draws us to, to Christ and we say we're going to give our lives to him and we do. And the initial steps feel easier, but then we find out there is a battle, oh, yeah. a war that takes yeah. place that we actually didn't have before. Yeah. This, you know, the Bible talks about this old nature and the new nature. And, and that can be discouraging if we don't understand what's happening and we don't start, you know, processing the growth product. Exactly. And I think if you're not uh, reading the Bible and yeah. learning those truths, right. then uh, you will constantly fail. Uh, or you'll get very discouraged because earlier on I didn't understand the difference between or I kept forgetting the difference between justification and sanctification. Mm -hmm. I was thinking that I'm now going to get, you know, suddenly be a Christian in, in every aspect, yeah. especially my behavior, my thinking, yeah. you know, all that. But um, no, it wasn't. I was still the same, you know, and so it was getting a lot. Uh, it was very discouraging. And so I had to remember that every day is a new day. If you confess your sins, the Lord is uh, faithful to forgive. And you just keep learning and moving forward. Because otherwise, if you keep your eyes on yourself, you'll, yeah, you'll fail. Mm -hmm. And the whole point of being a Christian is not keeping your eye on yourself, but on the Lord. Amen. Yeah. The Bible is not about you. It's about exactly. Jesus. I never forget that. <laughs> to this day, every time I start thinking about something, I remember his words. And he was very adamant because he was looking at me. It's not about you. It's about Jesus. <laughs> Three times. <laughs> wow, what a great lesson right away. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty powerful. Um, Vivian, anything that God's been teaching you? Actually, you know, you, you are going to, um, you're going to, the Navy's going to have you move, right? Yes. Coming up here pretty quick, which we're all sad about. Yes. <laughs> yeah, very. Um, I guess now, before I would have been uh, panicking a lot more. But another thing in understanding God's word and understanding his sovereignty is, um, I won't say I'm resigned, but I trust him mm -hmm. that whatever he, he has is the best. So we are moving. I'm not sure what, what really to expect, but I'm confident that we'll, we'll be fine. Well, you know, there's a family here and that family cares for you, yes. cares for Isaiah. We'll be praying. And we're thankful for your testimony, how God's used you here. And even, you know, today, being willing to share what God's done. Really a powerful testimony. I know that God's going to use that in those that hear. Um, so thank you for being willing to share it with us today. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. Of course, we want to take this opportunity again at the end of the program 
to invite you to services at Harvest Baptist Church. We meet at 8.45 a.m. and 10.45 a.m. every Sunday. We'd love to see you at either service. We have Japanese and Korean translation available at the 10.45 a.m. service, and you can also view that service via live stream at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.